Hey everyone, welcome to the Janus Connected Podcast, your source for exclusive interviews with the self-storage industry's movers and shakers. I'm your host, Rachel Dempsey, and this is the place where you'll find the latest news on technology advancements within self-storage, advice for new operators, and tips that even the most seasoned decision makers can find helpful. We hope you enjoy. So today we're very excited to be here at ISS Expo 2019. And we have yet another fully packed day. And so we're very excited to be able to kind of sneak away with David Gingler of Noki. And David has just a wealth of knowledge on so many great things in the technology space and especially in the self-storage and access control. So, David, thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Rachel. Thanks for having me. So can you just give our listeners a quick background on yourself and Noki and kind of how you came to be associated with Janus? Yeah, absolutely. So my background's a little bit diverse. Uh, Originally started out in finance, um, realized that was really boring, and found myself in a situation where I had an opportunity to try something different. The iPad came out. I figured, you know what, that thing would be a lot cooler if it had a keyboard. At the time, nobody had thought of that. It seems fairly obvious today. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give this a shot. So I created, uh, as luck would have it, the first keyboard for the iPad. I patented it, found a, a company that could you know, help me sell it and distribute it. And to date, uh, they've sold over a billion dollars worth of that product. So. When that's your first entry into product development, it's like, wow, this is really cool. I want to do that again. Um, A couple years passed as as we continued to iterate on that product. uh, I left that organization and started my own company called Noki. Uh, Our goal was to create smart access control, particularly mobile access control. So these are are items using batteries, talking to your, your mobile phone and not requiring any sort of hardwire, you know, built-in systems. It's all completely cloud-based. And as, as we created this, this company and this product, uh, we started getting, you know, calls from Apple, Samsung, Lenovo, uh, all the big lock makers saying, oh my gosh, this is going to change our industry. And so as we went down that path, we bumped into Janus. Uh, this was about two years ago. And it became very clear to us that the self-storage business was an area where um, controlling access, knowing who's on the site, when they're on the site, for how long, making sure that as their their payments are late, that they're being automatically overlocked, all of that stuff that, that we could do, this, this control, this granular control over a large system, uh, became exceptionally valuable. So with the partnership of, of Janus helping, you know, introduce us to the right people who could then tell us what the, what the, the system needed to be able to do, you know, we, we got really excited about the opportunities. It's, this, again, was about two years ago, and since then it's just exploded, um, and, it, and it's been a great run for us, and, and we're excited to be part of the Janus team now. And we're so excited to have you guys on board. It's been so much fun working with you all and you know on the marketing side especially being able to tell people more about the cool things that you guys do and your different solutions um so you know we're the way that i view it is technology in the self-storage space isn't a completely new idea at this point it's kind of like the early and intermediate stages so just from your personal level what would you want people to know like like new owners and operators, or maybe folks that, 
you know, independent operators that have been in the space for a long time, what would you want them to know? Like what are like the top three or four benefits to making, making that jump really bringing, uh, you know, access control and technology features into your self storage, uh, space. What are like, what do you want people to know about that? What are the big benefits? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I look at it from a lot of different points of view, and, and, and I love the fact that I'm able to do it with a bit of an outsider's perspective. So as I look at this space, um, what we're doing right now, I believe in five years is going to look so obvious, like a keyboard for a tablet. It's just, duh, of course. Um, you walk into a public bathroom, and the notion of touching a handle hanging off of a toilet is just so foreign. And, and it's only been a handful of years, right? I believe quite strongly that five years from now, people will go to self-storage sites. And if these companies haven't really adopted new technology, their customers are going to say, guys, what, what's going on here? Um, and so that's, that's the future that I envision. We're already starting to see that at a consumer level in homes and, and at office buildings, same thing. When was the last time you pulled out a key to open a door at a Class A office building? So it's not so much, again, that we've um, you know, come up with this exceptionally uh, you know, unobvious idea, if that's such a word. What we've been able to do is package it in a way that it's affordable, it's easy to operate, and it just works. So in terms of what it does for a site, besides just providing the service that the customer expects, the service that a millennial is going to demand in, in the next few years, is it, number one, eliminates some of the obvious pain points. Right now, overlocking a door is a big pain. You've got to look at your property management system and see the one or two or three people that, that, that need to be overlocked today. Somebody's got to walk away from the office for several minutes, put those locks on there, keep track of it. Somewhere down the road, the customer's going to come in and find out, ah, crap, I'm overlocked. So he's got to go back from his unit to the front desk and say, hey, I need you to open this up. So now the manager is stepping away from the office again, not able to actually do anything productive. They're just being reactionary to this issue, wasting time, removing the overlock, you know, taking the payment manually. Uh, that's a huge time suck for facilities. It's just happening over and over again, not to mention unattended facilities, which, you know, maybe I'll get to in a minute. But th these are just traditional facilities are wasting a lot of time dealing with this. So the overlocking process being automated is huge. Uh, the customers, the, the other issue that we're seeing constantly is on a traditional system, they'll get to the gate, they'll forget their access code, and they're walking inside um, asking the manager to find this information. If it's after hours, the manager's not there. Uh, or if the manager's out on the site doing something else, this guy's just stuck at the gate. So his next opportunity is, well, I guess I'll call the call center, which now is generating a fee uh, for the operator that is really inefficient. Customer's unhappy, operator's unhappy, and that experience was, was really poor. Um, so we're obviously eliminating that pain point. You get to the gate as long as you've got your phone, which I don't know many people that drive anywhere without their phone, uh, you just you know open the app, press a button, that gate opens, and it's just a seamless experience. It's the same as opening your garage door at your house. It just it's automatic. Once again, imagine having to get out of your car and opening your garage door. That's insane, right? So as we look at this again, it feels somewhat new now, but we're going to look back and feel kind of strange that, that that it took this long to get here. And we're just happy to be on the forefront of it with Janice. Um, 
So those are a couple of things. And then the really big one, the, the larger your, your organization gets, the more this big data becomes very valuable. So knowing who's on the site, for how long, how often, are they sharing it? Is it a commercial user? Is this somebody that I can go to? Maybe I, I adjust my rates according to how they use it. Maybe I adjust my marketing, you know. Uh, perhaps it's clear through, you know, the, the times this person has come to the site, you start to adopt, you know, an AI model, which we're going to start building into this probably going into early of next year, that says, wait, based on the pattern that we're seeing, this guy's about to move out. Let's let the site know this. They can send a marketing piece either trying to keep them to stay or, hey, Mr. Jones, it looks like you might be moving along. You might have moved, sold a house. Just so you know, we've got facilities all over the country. Be sure to look us up. And if you do, we'll give you a discount. You know, these are all things that are incredibly valuable to sites. So that big data piece is critical. And, you know, moving one step further, we've got a variety of customers who are using the system um, on an unattended basis. And I, I really feel like that's the future as well. So I'm not suggesting you need to have that as your goal to adopt our system. Uh, we still have most of our, our operators, our, our more traditional methods, still have their managers and want those touch points. But uh, as as you kind of look at gas stations and other places where, look, I'm paying at the pump, I'm not talking to a guy, I, I think we're going to see more and more unattended facilities. And what our system allows is now um, somebody goes online, uh, fills out the little paperwork or goes to an app or maybe a kiosk, and they say, okay, boom, I'm I'm ready to go. At that point, they've got instant access to the gate, they've got instant access to the unit, and all of this is happening automatically behind the scenes. So from a customer perspective, it just looks clean, it's simple, and it works. Meanwhile, uh, your, your, your entire process is automated all the way through the overlocking and even on into auctions. So I know that was a lot all at once, but uh, I, I think, and again, I, I could probably go on for hours about the things that we've learned from our customers and, and from uh, tenants in terms of, of really how game-changing this system is for them. And I wanted to get your take on um, kind of the different age groups, generation-wise. You know, whenever technology gets brought into the conversation, a lot of people automatically assume, well, it's just, you know, 18 to 25-year-olds. Those are the only people that really care about it, really interact with their phones. But from my perspective, it's not that's not really the case. Like, that age group has really broadened up into you know, 50s, that range. Have you seen that? Is it older tenants as well that can interact with this in an easy way? Yeah, absolutely. And that was a bit of a surprise to us, I think, at the speed with which people are adopting this technology. I think Facebook is a, is a really good example of it, right? You remember it was it was just for colleges when they first came out. It was, you know, the Facebook, and you had to be a college kid. And, and what sort of adult would want to put their life on display? And now... You know, so many adults are doing it, 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 you know, well into their 50s, 60s and older that some of the kids are saying, ah, shoot, we need to find something else. It's, it's that pervasive. Um, as we had developed our technology early on, it was, it was very consumer-based and kind of early adopter-based. And so we got the obvious people coming to us directly. Once we partnered with Janus and started installing these systems across the country, what really surprised us in a good way was how uh, you know excited people were about it at any age. So specifically, as, as we've gotten into a couple retirement areas in Florida, uh, we've had, you know, and I don't want to, to oversimplify this point, it's critical 
that it's explained, right? I think that's a, that's an important part, and that's where I think managers or a good app or you know a, a good UX UI will walk people through this. But you need to explain it to to some people where maybe it's a little less obvious what's going on, or maybe they haven't used it on their Tesla, or they haven't used it on their their home door lock made by you know one of these home door lock companies. So. For some of these people, it's the very first time they've seen this sort of technology. So you need to explain to them, here's, here's the app and, and here's how you're going to interact with it. But the moment they press that button and the door automatically opens, it blows their minds. They are just thrilled. Um, so uh, with the younger audience, it's more of a, once again, duh. Uh, it, they're almost shocked that this doesn't exist everywhere already and it hasn't been around for, for years. Um, the older demographic is blown away. They absolutely love it. And it's simple. It's a very simple system to use because we built it around a consumer mindset. We've built it to be easy to be used by anybody, um, even going so far as to adding a fob to the mix. So we do have our uh, key fob. And that is for somebody that says, look, I just I'm allergic to smartphones um, or I want a backup for the backup, etc. And so it's just a, you know, it's shaped about the, about the size of a couple quarters stacked on top of each other, put it on your keychain, and as you walk up to the gate or the unit, you, you squeeze the fob and, and you'll have access that way. So we, we do understand that there are some people who might be somewhat resistant, and we've built the system in such a way that we can accommodate those people as well. So looking forward to, you know, the next steps, the next, I like to ask people, uh, how do you think all of this is going to progress in the next five years? What do you think the self-storage landscape in relation to technology is going to look like in the next five to seven years? Are there certain things that like you're really excited to see developed or just on a personal note, things that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I look at, uh, it, it does seem like traditionally consumer drives commercial in terms of new ideas and fresh ideas. Um, and so the, the roadmap is kind of there. I think the Alexa, model is is really one of those things that came out of nowhere and is is becoming what the world expects things to do so for instance if you go back you know before alexa before programs like if this then that and some other things like this if i was say uh let's say the, the guys wemo they make these light switches and i wanted to have my light switch interact with a camera made by uh, Nest, or I want to have it interact with a light made by Philips or something like this, I would literally have to get my tech guys on the phone with their tech guys. We'd have to sign NDAs. We'd spend weeks just getting the conversation started and then months creating this custom integration. That was what the, what the world dealt with up until just a few years ago. Um, Companies would start building APIs that would allow for a little bit more granular control from other companies, but there was still generally some sort of uh, direct communication required to make these things work well. As that process has matured and as companies like Amazon have, have put things into the mix like an Alexa, Alexa really can't do anything on its own. It's a microphone and it's a communication device that can just touch the Wemo. It can take information from the Wemo and pass it along to Philips. That kind of automation, that automatic connection of two completely disparate systems, such that to the user it feels like it was designed for it. You know, I press my Wemo light switch and a Philips light comes on automatically. Uh, again, I expect that now. 
uh, almost ignoring what's really happening. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I say, Alexa, turn on my light. It talks to my light switch, which turns on a dumb light, or maybe it talks to a smart light made by Philips or something like this, and all of that is happening in a second. So the future of self-storage is going to be exactly the same. You've got cameras. You know, I don't believe that we've got any interest in making cameras anytime soon, but we better be able to, to let them know, hey, we saw a motion event here, so maybe drop some sort of marker inside the camera so we know, you know, into that, that footage so we know where to look. Um, or I send a push notification that maybe even just triggers so the cameras will start recording so that we're not having to constantly record and, and, and waste bandwidth. Um, lighting, same thing. So we fully expect we're not going to be making lights anytime soon, but there's no reason our system can't be the conduit to turn on the lights. Or maybe I know the customers in the back of the facility, so let's make sure that we talk to the lights such that the lights between the gate and the man door and my unit all light up and maybe we don't have the other ones turn on. These are things that customers are going to expect. We're building our system around that capability and looking for as many partners as we can find that think that same way. So. We want to make sure, and if I'm building a site, I would be looking for a camera company that is doing their, uh, that are building their systems around um, kind of cloud-enabled uh, storage and um, basic cloud technology as well as making sure they've got a robust API. If they've got a robust API and they're cloud-based, our system will interact with it. We can talk to them. They can talk to us. And I, I think the final frontier really is what is that interface going to look like? So Alexa changed the interface. Um, I'm not entirely sure who it's going to be. Uh, I know what it's going to look like, but there is going to be ultimately an application or a couple of applications perhaps that are um, very self-contained. So imagine one wrapper that has all the information in your PMS, that has everything that's happening in our system, that has the camera interface, it has all of that. The future is going to look something like that. And right now, um, there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and obviously, we're trying to figure out uh, how we can be a part of that, whether we have to do it ourselves or, or find people that can do it with us. But that's what site operators want. That's what I would want. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you talking with us. So have a wonderful rest of your time here at ISS. All right. Thank you so much for having me.